Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Mom guilt, I think, is one of the biggest, like, clouds of motherhood, just because, like, you can be doing everything, quote unquote, right, but you still don't feel like you're doing enough. I had pretty bad postpartum anxiety and depression with Elle after I had her. It started making me feel really guilty, like I felt like I wasn't good enough for them, and I didn't want to put them in the position that I was in as a little girl. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. My name is Olivia, and I am a content creator, brand builder, entrepreneur, and I love my mom. <laughs> Cute. I was going to say, I hate my skin. And then I was like, I need to be more positive. <laughs> um, and to, so I know. Uh, and to my right is Lisa Brosser. Hi, I'm Lisa Brosser. I am a mom. Happy, happy me day. <laughs> As if I don't have enough. I have my birthday, birth month. Gross. Um, Call it, it's the birth day. year. You're already planning birth it. Birth year for real. Ew. Yes, I actually am. I'm pretty sure it's bleep theme. It's a surprise. <laughs> Ooh, now I have another thing to hold over you. I'm going to tell everyone. If you cross me, everyone oh. will know the theme. I would love it if you did share it because then we could talk about it and then we can get everyone's opinions and then they can. Okay, oh, I'm not so- going to it, by the way. Okay. Uninvited. Um. <laughs> And I, so I'm a mom of a two and a half year old and now a one year old. Oh, so crazy. Mav just turned one. And my current obsession is reading. I'm just so obsessed with reading right now. You're just so smart. Just intellectual. So smart. My current obsession is solving really hard equations from math books <laughs> that I find in libraries. <laughs> um great i'm happy for you i i often remember i i think i don't know how to read as well as i used to <laughs> actually it's more writing the with no autocorrect there's there's some moments i have some of those oh, i've been moments. having those too yeah i'm like i really uh, i need to start writing them down because i'm like <clears throat> i really don't know how to spell I'm that like, that's sad I- i'm not gonna e- tell people I- like you just yeah and that's why you just have chicken scratch handwriting like I do so it really just doesn't matter overall you just get the point across um my current obsession is the I have these La Mer face masks because I was able to work with them like a year ago and I got these masks and I've just been cherishing them and I reuse them I do one side and then I put it in a ziplock bag and I do the other side because they are $80 each or something. It's like 500 for the pack of them or something or like 400 And so they just sit up in my cupboard and I'm like, I'll use you when I need you, my friends, because I'm never going to buy you again. That is so expensive. To be honest, I don't really know if they like rock my world, but I don't think any do. Yeah, face masks are Not tricky. Really. Well, I'm currently molting again. So anything that I put on my face, you can tell it just like... <laughs> I mean, like absorbs. Not, I don't... I'm not crazy about sheet masks. And yeah. I'm not crazy about like those peel-off peel masks do absolutely nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. 
ask your dermatologist. I'm an esthetician. Literally just pointless. Um, thing if you need some stuff dried out, those types work. It, like the wipe off ones, getting like a hardcore, like something that has like AHA in it and like yeah. just crazy stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's going to do it for you. But I mean, sheet masks can be can be moisturizing, so yeah. those are good. And I was wrong; it, they're only 165, but only for six of them. Yeah, that's still crazy. But it it came with like this little bottle of like lotion, and I'm like, that's probably the huh. part that is more expensive because you mm-hmm. know, Lemare is so expensive. Yeah, Lemare is great. <clears throat> yeah, and also very expensive. Where I look at it and I go, mm, really? I would really? say my splurge thing that's like not like a cream it's like one of those like special add-on things Mm -hmm. is the peter thomas roth 24 karat eye patches yes there's something about it it makes such a big difference with Mm -hmm. my dark circles Mm -hmm. but it's so expensive i'm not just gonna go ahead and pay a bunch of money for it every single time and it's not like i I can't wear it every single morning either i know that's all about consistency i've never done an eye patch thing you it always it. looks so nice. Yeah, but just for wrinkles. Like oh, when you hydration. start to just get, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But I am about to pull the trigger on PCA stuff. I know. I really need to. I'm going to do it because currently my skin just, it hates me for no reason. And that's really shocking because I'm looking at you, right? And I I just. It's I, my chin. I'm co- It's covered up a lot. Really? Yeah. It's see, it's really it's little blemishes. It's like I use one thing. I the retinol's used, not helping. It. I think it does, and then all of a sudden I start to purge again. But I think what's happening is I'm really sensitive because I did a two moisturizer like I always do. I ran out of the one, so I used a different one. I had a very nice moisturizer. Next day, woke up with seven zits on my chin. And I'm like, is this real? Like, how is this You're happening so to sensitive. me? I know. It's just the change. I bet you anything. Unless it's an old moisturizer. Or it could have been. No, it wasn't. Could have been. I Every time I wear a mask one day, I wake up with like three blemishes the next day. I literally am like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. Stop wearing mask. <laughs> That's it. No more masks <laughs> yeah, for Olivia's no. skin. That we're we're in a lockdown again, but just don't oh. wear a mask. I'm just going to say no to going out anywhere. I'll be yeah. like, I'm really sorry. I can't go out. I can't That's wear a mask. Pretty. <laughs> Actually, I've heard that silk masks help a lot. Or I've been considering oh. doing like a disposable one. But I know it's not great for the environment to do that every single <laughs> I know, time. It's so hard. So I'm just like, what do I do? Wash your mask every time. Yeah. I feel like the, all happen. the detergent too depending on your detergent totally would be, like, it could bad be bad for your skin so maybe a silk I, mask it could even then... be the detergent mm, i don't no. think so because it's not like i get rashes on my body or anything from it yeah so and i feel like i would that's hard Anyways, anyway um okay. you want to get the silver lining of the week yeah um i just need a break y'all I uh, just said y'all, first of all. I was just going to like let it go. <laughs> I, I was concerned for your your mental health at that point, but I just stopped. Um, I'm channeling Katie in Texas right now, so I'm saying y'all. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. We, we miss you. you. I think about you constantly, but I'm I don't, trying to get Lisa pregnant you so you that. move home. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. Um, yeah, I I've gone two weeks now where my boys were only watched like once 
each week. And so I had them every day. And that's just really hard on me. That's like hard to admit that I can't just like be uh, be good at staying home all the time with my kids. And I'll power to you if if that's real. But seriously, I just put out um, an IGTV. I don't know if you got to see it. But when she said when Anna said that who's on the show, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I I literally just put it it up. It's the one I was telling you about. I'm like, is it a real that I'm thinking about an IGTV? (laughs) I'm really good at that stuff. And uh, I just had such a hard day with Bear. And I'm like, I just have to talk about it. And it's just, you know, like, mom guilt. How do I know I'm doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted also to do this um, episode for Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. Just like to encourage moms. And so I've just been having a rough couple weeks. And I know I need a break. It's hard to ask for a break or admit that I need a break. That's really hard. Even though Zav's like, no, take a break. But for me to say, no, legitimately, I don't want to see a single person for two days. Yeah. That's hard to admit because then I feel like. I'm happy you're admitting it. It makes me happy when you admit those things because I'm like, that's just real. I could never stay home with. I don't have kids, but I could never stay home with them all the time. And for women that do, and I know a lot of women in my life that do, I think that's amazing. And I think it's just as amazing to not. So I think it's just a preference of whatever you need. I don't think I hear enough from stay-at-home moms that they need a break. So PSA, if you need a break, talk about it more. Yeah. DM Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't have to do that. You absolutely don't have to do that. And I'm not expecting that from anyone. But that's what makes it hard. And so when I I, put out the IGTV, um, I was contacted by someone and they were like, you they were so surprised when they're like you compare yourself to other moms like I'll just tell you about a little thing that happened to me and I was like oh my gosh I've definitely had an experience like that thank you for sharing although that's so sucky but it's good to know I'm not the only one (laughs) no one is ever the only one nobody has ever gone just through something that somebody else hasn't your feelings are felt by so many people you know that's yeah. just that's just it's reality. how it is. Yeah. And I know I'm not a mom, so I don't hold any weight, but I think you should take a break. Thanks. Yeah, I know it doesn't really And I also much, missed but... therapy yesterday. Yeah. So that was kinda hard. But yeah. I ended up having an amazing day. Well good. What's your silver lining? My silver lining is I was already telling Lisa I should have just saved this to not. So I was telling her that in the past I have I had these red robin dreams. And they were really severe and I would wake up panicking like I would actually be like fussing and like so scared. Um, And like these, if you've worked at restaurants or in the service industry, it's like you have these restaurant dreams where everything is vivid. You know the name of the coworkers. They all look the same. The restaurant looks the same. But you get like quadruple sat five people sit in your section and then all of a sudden you're not wearing pants and you don't know how to ring stuff in (laughs) and you panic and then you wake up the next day feel like you haven't rested and then you have to go to work and then you're remembering that the whole time and I asked them if that was normal and every person there was like oh we have these all the time so it's just this weird state (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine yeah we have those too you are naked in our dreams um 
But yeah, so I've just had like so many panics. And then we are doing a like we are having a, somebody on the show in the next couple weeks that we're really excited about. But we're not talking about it until it happens. Um, oh, but so excited. very okay. excited okay. about this person. It's like the biggest deal ever. And I had like a red robin dream but it was like I was at her house and she was teaching me like how to set things up properly and I was like listening and I was so panicked because I just wasn't enough and I woke up and I was like it must mean something it must be important um so my silver lining is that I woke up and I didn't work at red robin and I didn't work at the coffee shop and I actually would have listened if she wants to teach me how to set up something I'd be like sure show me what to do we can ask her right when we get on the zoom like does this look okay but it was setting up like a table for eating so it was very confusing um I I get those dreams except it's gymnastics and I'm not doing something right and I, I was telling Olivia how my um, my coach was very rude and actually kind of awful. Come to find out later, like as an adult. And there was this one time <clears throat> I was on the bar and I wasn't doing something right. Like I like my toe like kept flexing rather than pointing something stupid. And she's like, aren't you Romanian? Shouldn't you be good at gymnastics? You're like, yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I could say something so quippy right now, but because I am Romanian and I learned that you're supposed to respect your elders, I can't say anything. Mm -hmm. There's so many things I would say now, but I'm a good Christian and I won't. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she's, she's still doing great. I mean, she is the reason why we won so many everything, but winning doesn't matter if you're hurt. Yeah. Mm. Still feels good Deep. to win. Oh, mm. I mean, yeah, right. I'm not like that really. Good. <laughs> I'm like that, I guess, in different ways, but not like with that type of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, why does everyone care so much? <laughs> I like don't understand. But then that's how I feel about my work. Like I want to win my work. So it's just yeah. different. It's just uh-huh. displaced somewhere else. Um, okay, so today we had on um Anna Castellano who has been a longtime listener of the podcast which by the way is like so cool of her to just be a supporter like since the very beginning like episode one she's been there if something goes wrong we contact her we're like hey can you see the episode it says it's uploading <laughs> yeah, <can you> see? <laughs> um and I also grew up with Anna um I went to we grew up at the Nazarene church here in southern Oregon and I've known her my whole life I went on raft trips with her camping or like summer camps with her um and then you know I watched her grow up and get married and have kids um so to have her be a part of the community was cool um but something that she said she hasn't been able to open up a lot about but opens up a little bit is how she lost her mom when she was 12 right 12 so we or I guess Lisa had the idea of having her on to just chat about her experience as we have Mother's Day coming up um and yeah it was like a really good chat with her yeah, I like I, I like I tell her in the interview, I've just um, always been so inspired by the way that she parents and how loving she is. And I knew that she didn't grow up in her later, the later time in her life without a mom. And so I always had these questions and I'm like, well, these are like things that so many people can be helped by and encouraged by. 
Um, so it was so great to have her on just for like a quick little interview. It was so yeah. sweet. It was a little bit shorter and we're going to pop back in after and just talk about our experiences. Um, but it was great. If you, um, have chance, like go check her out, go look at her kids. Sometimes I'm literally in forage and the coffee shop here. And I look at Elle just standing there and I'm like, it You're real. I'm like, how are you? She actually looks like a tiny little fairy, like in the most <laughs> adorable way. I'm like, do you belong in Neverland? And that's like the highest that's compliment. So true. Um, and I found it interesting that she was saying the that Disney about Land. Disneyland because I, I made that connection yeah, right away. My connection with Disney is that. I mean, coming from a broken home, that's when it wasn't broken. And so I have that connection with Disney and being there. And she had that with her mom, too. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, But anyway, let's get into this interview and we'll see you guys soon. Okay, well, as we start, do you want to just tell our audience who you are? And I mean, you've been listening to our show since kind of like the beginning, I think, right? Which is cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you want to just tell tell our audience a little bit about you. Um, yeah, so my name is Anna. I'm a mom of two and I guess just a stay at home mom. <laughs> I don't really have much else about me. That's super crazy, but stay at home mom of two and I'm a Christian and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. We, yeah, we're really excited to have you on. Um, I mean, not only because we're like friends in real life and you're a part of like mm-hmm. our community, but as we are close to Mother's Day, we were like thinking of doing an episode just about moms or appreciating moms or what it's like. And then we were just thinking about um, just like a lot of people and a lot of women that have a hard relationship with their mom or maybe they don't have a relationship. Um, so would you want to just tell us a little bit of a backstory of yeah I guess your mom and your relationship and all of that yeah um so my mom was a diabetic like all her I think since she was like 16 um but she didn't take the best care of herself so like my whole childhood she was pretty sick like there we have some memories of her like some of the best were at Disneyland so like Disneyland's a huge like place for us just because those were the times when we had you know she was really energetic she was really excited but for the most part, she didn't take the best care of herself. So she was sick a lot of the time, um, kind of bedridden, which looking back now, like I wish she would have taken better care of herself. Like as an adult being like a mom myself, like I just wish that she could have, you know, pushed through it a little more. But yeah, so she died when I was 12 of an overdose, which kind of rough to talk about. But um, yeah, so she was she had a lot of pain and she was on a lot of pain medication that was really heavy. And her doctor prescribed some stuff that was a little too heavy and she I we don't know if it was intentional but she took too much of it and passed away one night after we got home from school and my sister and I were home alone so that was like pretty rough to find her you know in that position as a 12 year old girl like yeah unconscious and all that um so yeah we didn't we had a decent relationship but like I said because she was bedridden a lot of the time we didn't have as much time with her which was kind of hard but um Yeah. So she passed when I was 12 and then it was just my dad. And then he remarried a couple years later when I was 16. So like the whole years of like the most dramatic hormonal, like teenager, (laughs) like I didn't have that mom influence. And then he married my stepmom and our relationship at first was pretty rocky just because like as a teenager losing your mom, you know, you're going to be hesitant towards any woman that wants to take that role. So yeah, it was kind of strained relationship with her a lot of the time, but 
she helped me with a lot of stuff as I got older and our relationship's great now, but for the time being, it was pretty rough just cause I was super emotional and, you know, it's a pretty rough place to be anyway, not having your mom during those years. Um, when you came over that one time with Seth, um, you shared a little bit about your story and I mean I've been able to see you like the last few years I think even before I even lived in the valley I was following you on Instagram and I was like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. she's such a cute mom and like you I've seen you parent and Mm -hmm. you are such an inspiration and I think you are to a lot of women um especially because like you love to like have your own stuff as well. Um, And so you you haven't like lost yourself entirely like in motherhood. And so for you, like what what does like a role model mean to you in in motherhood? Like who is it that you've been able to look up to and and inspired to be? Yeah, so it's kind of hard because not having a mom, you know, you don't have, especially because my mom was sick for so long. I felt like as much as I want to say she was a role model, you know, honestly, she wasn't as much. And I know she hated that she wasn't like, I remember her crying over not being a good enough mom, which mm. hurts to think about. But there was a lot of women growing up in the church, like Olivia, I think we went to the same church, yeah. right? Yeah, a lot of our lives. So there's a lot of women at our church that we went to who were just so like inspirational. Like, I remember, like during the teen years before I like, really went into womanhood, if you know what I mean, like there's moms that would reach out and help me because I didn't have my mom, which was so great just because, you know, that's such an awkward time and I only had my dad. (laughs) So like, yeah, I think just having women in the church who were really great moms, like I remember being kind of envious as a kid of other moms in the church who were really energetic and like did crafts and like outings and stuff with their kids a lot more, which, you know, sounds sad, but it's just, that's the truth of it. Like I would see them. And I remember thinking like, that's the kind of mom I want to be when I get older, just because as a little girl, like I'd always wanted, sorry, (laughs) the kids are throwing books or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I remember thinking like, that's what I want to be when I'm a mom. Like I want to be everything that my mom wasn't able to give us. So I guess that's kind of the main, like, inspiration I had just growing up like or becoming a mom was like I want to give my kids absolutely everything that I wasn't able to get myself and so I guess just any mom who's been like very close with her kids has been like a great inspiration for me just because I want that so bad I wanted it as a kid and now to give that to my kids it's just amazing like I want to do everything I can for them wow um is it being a stay-at-home mom as I am, it's so hard, like not to put too much pressure on yourself, especially like I I kind of have a similar thing. Like my mom, she worked a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I I've always wanted to be home more like for my kids. Um, Mm -hmm. But I knew realistically, like I can't do that 24 seven. And so that's really hard. Like you start to put so much pressure on yourself. And so for you, like, do you find yourself like feeling like you're not like reaching your like fullest like motherhood potential and like how do you get out of those ruts oh definitely like mom guilt I think is one of the biggest like clouds of motherhood just because like you can be doing everything quote-unquote right but you still don't feel like you're doing enough and like parenting and just like I saw your story about disciplining bear and I like got emotional about it because I was like I totally feel that yeah I think with any mom like you could be doing absolutely everything you feel is right, but there's still like times where you're going to feel like you're not doing the right thing. You're not doing enough. 
And yeah, there's been a lot of times with that, especially because like I had pretty bad postpartum anxiety and depression with Elle after I had her. And I remember feeling like I was in places that my mom had been like where I felt like, I don't know, just from what I remember, like her crying and like not being there for us to like, it was kind of a trigger for me. <laughs> like it started making me feel really guilty. Like I felt like I wasn't good enough for them and I didn't want to be put in their position or I didn't want to put them in the position that I was in as a little girl. Like I didn't want them to have to watch me go through that. And like com being completely honest, there was like suicidal thoughts and things like that postpartum, which are really scary, especially because my mom did that. So that was a huge like mom guilt kind of thing for me because I just, yeah, I didn't want my kids to go through that. But at the same time, like mental health, like you have to take care of yourself and it's, it's a really vulnerable thing. And I also didn't seek help for it because I was scared of losing my kids. Like that's my absolute number one fear <laughs> is like losing my kids somehow, which so many of my family members like reassure me that like, you're not gonna lose your kids. You're not like, you know, an alcoholic or anything like that would put them in danger. But the mom guilt of just feeling like, because I had anxiety or depression that was going to put them in an unsafe position, which it never did, but I just felt like people would see it that way. And I don't know if that answers the question, but just that was a huge mom guilt for me just because of my, like what happened with my mom. Oh, I'm like, so thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. cause that's what we met over. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just remember that and you've grown so much. And so it's so cool yeah. to see like where you've, you've come. And so like how for you, have you been able to like get out of that headspace? Like what helped you with postpartum and mm -hmm. even like, um, like other people's reassurance, um, like knowing like, you know, it's okay. Like no one's going to take your kids away. Like what were the things that helped mm -hmm. you most? Um, honestly, like people reached out, like you reached out and a couple of my friends reached out. And so to have other moms, like kind of reassure me in that sense, like, you know, we've all been there. And I guess just the community of people, even on Instagram too, like moms who would be open with like postpartum depression or anxiety and things like that, that helped so much just because I didn't feel like I was alone in it, which I think that's one of the best parts of social media nowadays is, you know, moms don't feel as lonely. And it's, I feel like it's becoming more normalized to talk about, which helps people who are maybe afraid to talk about it. Um, but that, and also like diving into my Bible and like, just, I think God in general, like leaning on God. Cause in those moments, like you really have to lean on God because it's like, I remember in that headspace, like when I felt all those feelings, like I remember praying being like, God, I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to not have me. And I was worried about that because of my mom. And I remember just praying and like asking him, like, I like just need you. Like, I can't do this by myself. I surrender. Like I have to surrender everything because I'm not capable of you know, getting better without God's help. So I feel like leaning on God and just women in my life that were able to reach out and talk to me and reassure me that I wasn't alone in it, that helped like a ton, like it was the most helpful thing. Yeah. And, and I will say, I mean, cause I obviously don't have kids, um, but it is really cool. It's like an inspiration that instead of like leaning into maybe your fear of, I don't know if you had a fear of becoming a mom or because of your past with your mom, um, you still mm -hmm. like decided to have kids and you love your kids and it's like evident that you mm -hmm. do. And, um, I would just love to hear your advice for women who maybe have like a really strained relationship with the, with their mom. They're scared to have children. Maybe they're scared of not being enough. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, um, really quick, just wanted to say also, because you mentioned like not wanting to have kids, I wanted to emphasize like, I've wanted to be a mom really, really bad. So I think that's one thing that helps me also is knowing like, I dreamt and prayed of having kids so much that like, I cherish it so much. And I think that's why I put so much pressure on myself. Because like, literally, since I was a little girl, I dreamt of being a mom, like that was the number one thing I wanted to be. So I think that adds to it. But I mean, not having a mom, and wanting to have kids, I think that was partly why I wanted to have kids so bad was to like have that relationship, like mother, daughter, mo- mother, son, like, I wanted to have a relationship like that, because I didn't get it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't have like those mom and daughter like dates, or like, my mom was never there to take me places and do things or like, just one on one, like talks with her. And so I feel like me wanting to have kids was like a way of me like, like fixing that, if that makes sense. Like I wanted to have kids to like give myself and my kids that relationship that we didn't have with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers that question, but yeah. then um, moms that have strained relationships, like, like I said, my stepmom and I had a really strained relationship a lot of my early teen years. So that was really rough. And I think Mother's Day can be a really tough holiday because like, if you have a strained relationship with your mom, you don't have a mom or like anything in that category, it can be really tough. And I don't know if I have a ton of advice for that. I mean, I just, like I said, I focus on the Lord and I wanted to be a mom so bad that I feel like that kind of helped to bridge that, if that makes sense. I don't know yeah. if that's answering oh, the no, question. No, but... it, it totally does. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I also, which is actually something you brought up when I messaged you about women that are maybe dealing with infertility right now, or they're really trying to have kids and it's not happening. I know um, I have people in my life where it's just like, that's the only thing on their mind and they pray that that's not Mm -hmm. the only thing on their mind because then they get stressed and that doesn't help. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's just everything they've ever wanted and it's not happening for them. Um, So on the faith side, trusting that the Lord has a plan through that. But as we reach Mm -hmm. Mother's Day, um, yeah, advice for women right now that it's it's kind of just not happening for them right now. Yeah, so that's one of the ones, like when you said that question on Instagram, I was like, that's one of the ones that I feel like is most important that I have some insight on just because like, like I said, I've always wanted to be a mom and I had, I think two and a half years of miscarriage, like not consistently, but like multiple miscarriages over two years and not getting pregnant. And it was one of the most like, other than like postpartum, that was one of the most like difficult times in my life, just because wanting to be a mom so bad. It's like, I I can't explain the pain of like seeing other moms, like posting, you know, birth announcements or things like that, or mother's day alone, like mother's day would come up and it's like every month, like you're getting that no on the stick or you get your period. And it's like, it's one of the most heartbreaking, like painful things to think about just because I remember being in that place and it was so rough. Um, I think the best advice that I have is I follow a lot of moms and I know a lot of moms that had issues getting pregnant and to see them like over the course of like five years or 10 years or whatever, like a lot of them have kids now, whether it's through fostering or adoption or IVF or just like naturally getting pregnant after a long time. I think looking at it that way, like it's really hard in that season to see yourself having kids because that's all you can think about is how badly you want them and it's not happening. But I think that's the best advice just coming out of that like place is looking back on it now thinking like it didn't feel like it was ever going to happen. But seeing how many women are able to have kids, even if it's not from your own like body, but to foster or adopt like it's going to happen and to lean on the Lord in those times. Like 
I almost feel like it's a blessing in disguise that that happened just because like my relationship with God was the strongest it had ever been in that time. Like I remember feeling like anger towards God when people would post like birth announcements and stuff like it'd break my heart. But then like after the anger subsides, it's like, okay, Lord, like I'm not going to get anywhere being angry with you. Like I need to like rely on you if I want to ever like get through this and have kids like, or whether it's through natural or adoption, things like that. But I think that's the best advice that I could give is just try to look past the season, even though it's extremely hard because like, trust me, I get it, but there is like a light at the end of that tunnel, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, it totally does. That's so good. Thank you for sharing all that. And thank you for sharing about your journey um, with miscarriages and um, that's that I can't, I can't imagine how tough that is, yeah. but you have some amazing kids. So the Lord had very something thankful. very special for you. So such yeah. cute kids. I, I know every time I look at them, I'm like, they're literally like, it sounds cliche, but it's like, I see them as like angels just because it's like, because they for are. so long, there's been so many rough things. And yeah, like, I feel so blessed. I feel like that's God's way of saying, like, you had a really rough, like, teenhood. You had a really rough, like, trying to get pregnant. So, like, here's two really sweet kids that are going to, like, bandage all of that, which, like, I'm, I can't even say how thankful I am for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, like, one of my biggest takeaways from, like, my postpartum is, um, mm-hmm. like, the Lord's there's there's difficult things in different ways for every parent sometimes it's the children themselves but they had easy pregnancies and they didn't have any like newborn issues or anything really like that or there's like health Mm -hmm. concerns um you just like never know what you're gonna get and I think that's the amazing thing that you were saying like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that there's difficulties Mm -hmm. and that's a part of motherhood and yeah um, so thank you so much for sharing all of that I really appreciate it yeah yeah thank you again for giving me the opportunity to like be on because I I think that's so great to be able to share that I don't get to talk to a lot of people about it so I feel like it's I feel like God's given me all these struggles for uh, some reason like whether it's to help other people or you know, just to share that. So when you asked me, I was like, that's just great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wait to share that. Yeah, no, we we were really excited to have you on. And um, coming from somebody that doesn't know if they want to have kids, I will tell you, you are an inspiration as a mom. It, it oh, You can see it you. come through you. You can see how happy you are. And also, your kids are adorable. The way you dress them, so cute. So that also <laughs> <Thank> helps. <you. laughs> um, but you. yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you for just being a part of this community in general and taking your time to do this. Oh, yeah. I know it's going to help a lot of women listening. So yeah, I hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of course. And we're back. <laughs> that feels so weird. Um, so we we recorded this interview um, first, and so we we literally just pop back in from our intro. We're like, hey, okay, so yeah. Um, so I, the things that I really took away from her interview is um, just little things like talking about like mom guilt. And that's one thing I really wanted to talk about um, just to like finish off this episode is that's something that I've been having issues with. And so earlier um, in the intro, I was talking about like needing to take a break. And I've, um, after having each kid, you kind of have to like regulate to your new norm. And so I've been having to figure out um, how much time do I need to myself a week 
what is like quote unquote acceptable. Is that okay that I need a break? Um, those are things that I've been having to figure out every time I like have a new kid. Um, every time you have a new kid. <laughs> every time I have a new kid. Like it's just like this yearly event. <laughs> I, it feels like a yearly event. The fact that I'm not pregnant right now is so gratifying because yeah, I was I like, every wow, episode. I actually get to, <laughs> every, every time I don't have to like figure out the next nine months what things are going to turn into. It's like, wow, I just feel so free. Um, anyways, wow, such a tangent. Um, it, there's just so much mom guilt with like having to look a certain way as a mom. And I think that's really big even in the Christian community. Like moms look a certain way. I think in the Christian community, at least here, a lot of moms are stay-at-home moms. And there's a lot of pressure to do that. And then it looks like every mom is enjoying that. I don't a lot of times because it's so hard. And it doesn't mean I don't enjoy my children. It just means I have a really hard time when I don't get any time to myself. I have had the boys one day a week for the last two weeks and usually they're taken care of um, two days of the week so I get full days to do podcast stuff some days I get one full day like just like errands like even though it's not just time necessarily to myself to do things like for me it's just to get away from the kids Um, because otherwise they're just all over me on top of me in the same room as me also living with my parents makes that really hard because we're sharing a room with Mav and then Bear has his own room. So if they're both napping, that's great. But then my parents are usually home. So I never have a place to myself or to be by myself. And I know things I can do that help me. But that has to do with like being home. That really fills me up. That really makes me feel comfortable. And it's usually like I'm watching a TV show and I'm doing art of some sort or I just have like um, just like a room to myself and I'm reading a book and it's totally silent and I just feel like my mind can wander if it wanders. I mean, it, it sounds so dumb, but just to feel like I'm not in the room with Mav and the sound machine is going off and I am worried about, oh, the boys can wake up at any moment. Um, should I take a nap? It's like I'm having to negotiate what's best for me um, in that time. And doing that every single day is so hard. And you feel so much pressure, I think, especially in the Christian community that you're supposed to be the stay-at-home mom and you enjoy it and children are just like these perfect little gifts from heaven and um, they are just as broken as we are. <laughs> They're, we're born into sin and so these little, yes, gifts, these little gifts are still trying to understand life. It would have been better if you said little demons. But you little demons. <laughs> these little demons are just... <laughs> Because they are like, I can cry just like how much the Lord has been showing me, like how much a gift motherhood has been um, and just showing that and like seeing my children grow and be healthy and just so many things to be grateful for. But it doesn't mean that there isn't brokenness and that there's like heartache and hardship through all of it. And um, what's what's the thing that Jesus did all the time after people have been all over him? 
he went into solitude and I need to do that more. It's just hard to ask for it. And so that's where my mom guilt can come from. And the encouragement I have for moms is remember how much of a gift your children are. Because I think during those times of like them being all over me constantly, I can just take it all for granted and just be like, oh my gosh, this is just like wearing me out too much. And I really need to stop and take a breath. That's what my IGTV that I posted is about. It's I was having a hard time with disciplining and I just like need to give myself more grace and like take a breath in those times. And um, and to remember that children are a gift, but it doesn't also mean that you have to enjoy every single second and ounce of being a mother. Um, and so like give yourself grace, like don't be too hard on yourself because we are broken and that's the reality and make sure you're taking time for yourself in motherhood. This is, I guess, my second point looks different for everyone. Not everyone is supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. And the reality is not everyone can be a stay-at-home mom. And that's most countries in this world. And so I wanted to say mic drop, but that's not <laughs> gonna yeah. gonna happen. And and I think too, um, just because they are here doesn't mean that you went away. And I think I see that obviously it comes from a perspective of not having kids. Um, but like just because kids are here doesn't mean that Lisa's gone. <laughs> like Lisa still needs Lisa time, you know, and like women, no matter who you are, saying what you need and doing what you need. And if you want to work and have a career and have kids, or if you want to be a stay at home mom, or if you need extra help, like like you said, motherhood looks different for everybody and your needs are just as important as your as your kids' needs. Even though maybe there's are a little bit more pressing in the moment, like they need what they need right then, but you still need what you need too. And it's like the more you take care of yourself, you and people listening, the better you can take care of your kids, you know? Um, I think one thing I took away from her episode was that even though she lost her mom like in a really tragic way and I can't really imagine like walking in on that you know and that's a lot of trauma but she didn't let that fear um, dictate her life and Mm -hmm. she didn't become the victim from that and she didn't say I'm not going to have kids now because who knows what will happen but I think she leaned into that fear which is what we talk a lot about on the show she leaned into it and still had fears of not becoming her mom or whatever that looked like especially after postpartum um but she still had her kids actively tries to be a good mom and still has those doubts, you know, um, but she just did it. And I think that's so important. I mean, in any aspect of life is don't let fear control your decisions. Um, but I thought that that was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think um, also we kind of want to make this well-rounded. And from my perspective, I don't have kids, so I'm not a mom yet. Um, but I am blessed to have a mom and I'm blessed that she's here and she's one room away from me and she's my roommate. <laughs> and we watch Big Brother every Monday and she buys me dinner and... I think I forget that just like how you were saying having kids is a blessing like forgetting that even though my parents aren't together like I love my separate relationships with them and that within itself is like wow like when when parents get divorced like it can get messy and it can get messy for the kids and 
I would say I'm just so grateful for the way that my parents are and I'm grateful for my relationship with them separately. Um, And yeah, I mean, I shouldn't be ashamed that I say like I live at home. Like I live at home and it's great. And my mom's my roommate and she supports me in following my dreams and she's never, ever told me to get a job, to go back to school, to make more money. She has never said that. She always just told me, she told me the first time the other day that, um, that God told her that I was going to be successful, but it was going to take a long time. So to be patient with me. And I'm like, you're right about that. (laughs) Um, but just this idea that she's okay with that and she's okay Mm -hmm. that I'm 28 and I'm here and I'm not moving on to getting married and having kids. And she's never once said like, I want grandkids. Like, what are you doing? You know, and just feeling the freedom to just be wholeheartedly me and feel encouraged in those choices, but also know she'll call me out on stuff if I need it. So, um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who has a good relationship with their mom. Like that within itself is a blessing because some people don't have that at all. Um, Um, And also, if you have a home with, you know, two parents that are together and you get to go there on Mother's Day, like that's a blessing and like, Mm -hmm. don't take that for granted. Um, And yeah, I think just appreciating your mom, especially for older kids like us and realizing like your mom was in your position 25 years ago, you know, and it's like, oh, but now she's not raising you, but she's still a mom. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's so crazy. Like my mom raised Alex and I, and now she's not, but she still is. And so... It's that weird, just remembering, I think, everything that they did for us our whole lives. Becoming a mom and then realizing everything my mom went through. Raising I, you. Imagine oh, you my raising gosh. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't. I wouldn't. I don't know how. But that's the thing. And, and that's something that I have to remind myself, too. Like, I becoming a mom has been something I just, like... It, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I've always had this like dream of being a mom. It's like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a mom. But I also knew I, I wanted to have some sort of like big hobby or, you know, like work. Like I love the podcast. This is my job. And so I knew that this is like what I needed in my life. And um, I, I also need to remember as much I... Uh, aspire to be like my mom I can't expect that to be like my number one thing I'm I'm trying to become because again you're not motherhood your you're not literally anyone else yeah and so it it's just really cool um I've always looked up to my mom and how she parented and raised us uh while um coming into a new country and learning a new culture having an extremely successful business out of literally absolutely nothing, not even knowing the language, um, and still raising us to like love Jesus. And uh, I just like have so many things to appreciate. And a lot of that, unfortunately, didn't come until I had kids Mm -hmm. and realized like how hard it is. Yeah. So go moms. Yeah. Give yourself grace. I know. Yeah. And I think the last kind of pieces we head out is um, just because I know a lot of my friends and we touch on this with Anna are struggling with infertility and wanting to become a mom. And again, this is coming from a place where I don't understand that. Um, But all I have to say is like everything within the Lord's timing Mm -hmm. and he has a plan, whether that plan seems like the worst plan ever 
and things are going to happen that you don't understand and things don't make sense and it doesn't seem fair and you're going to see birth announcements and that sucks but there is a plan and there is timing and so just rest in that and know that there's nothing wrong with you if something Mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet and you are not broken you are perfect just the way you are but things are just a little bit different for you yeah I I love that like we're broken people but we're beautifully and wonderfully made yeah and we're where we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and that's such a tough pill to swallow but what Jesus says is like he's literally here yeah yeah he's been through it (laughs) yeah that's so encouraging yeah so we hope you enjoyed today's episode um if you're a mom, you're not a mom, you have a mom, you have a mom <laughs> um, that and maybe if you don't have a relationship with your mom today and you don't have a mother figure, even if you have a mentor or another woman you look up to, you know, just knowing that um, reach yeah, out to them, reach out to them, love on them. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys want to see more about Anna Castellano, her handle on Instagram is happy and gray and I'll link that below. And if you haven't yet, <laughs> I'm like, how uh, did we I'm like, this? what? Uh, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, it means a lot to us. Um, and also, if you want to follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast or personally at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. Um, and I think that's it. So it's always better when some have come together. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.